Well, g'day punters. We're up bright and early this Friday morning. Uh, I'm here with Jack Hudson. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. It's not a bad weekend of racing. Obviously, not too many features this weekend as we move away from the Magic Millions Carnival and the Brisbane summer. We head into the sort of the beginning of the autumn, I suppose. Um, we've got a bit of Friday night racing tonight, all three tracks there, including a list group three racing at uh, the Valley for the Australia Stakes. And tomorrow we head to Sandown, Randwick and Doomburn. We'll start off. We'll start off with the feature at the Valley tonight, mate. It's uh, race four. It's only a pretty pretty ordinary field for a group two. There's only six runners um, being assembled, but Viridine's a dollar ninety two favourite out of the group one winner. Uh, Streets of Avalon and Tavasan. Then it's out to double figures. The rest. It looks. It looks pretty hard to go past the favourite, really, doesn't it? But just whether or not it'll be a bit vulnerable a bit around the Valley. Uh, what do you think there? Well, the way that the, the race map sort of sets up, you've got uh, Tavisan and Streets of Avalon have been drawn outside Viridine, and we both know that um, I guess a lot more Tavisan probably than Streets of Avalon, they're going to go forward. Um, and then you could say that Arcadia Prince and, and Neighbourhood are going to go back. So um, I think from gate three, Viridine's got the opportunity to sort of sit behind that pace and Ollie can just sort of sit behind them, hopefully not spend too much. Um, and then on that short straight at, at um, Mooney Valley, just get in behind them and just bury them in the straight and get past. That's it, yeah. I'm, I, I agree that Viridine's the horse that they have to beat and maps beautifully from barrier three. I am with Tavisan, though. I just think from barrier five, he's the fit horse on the scene. He'll be the one that'll definitely handle Mooney Valley. He'll be able to get out, roll along in front and could take a bit of running down if uh, the track sort of plays the way it often does at the Valley and favours those on speed. But again, it's not a, it's not a great race to really be uh, getting too involved in. Not, not one uh, I'd be launching into. No, that's it. Is there anything else you wanted to quickly mention on the um, Friday night card made at Mooney Valley? Yeah, there's a couple of horses. Um, race three, number one, Elderflower. Um, if you follow yep. the, the Brilliance Racing page and um, have a look at my tips, I tipped this one when it won its last start, uh, which was at Caulfield. Now, this thing's going to carry 59 and a half. It's going to go from barrier seven. But over 955 metres, if it leads and is at the front at the turn, I'm not really sure that it's going to get run down. No. Um, and as we, we all know, leading at, at the Valley is pretty handy. Uh, race six at Mooney Valley, the Mockingbird. Um, you're going to notice a trend here, and I didn't really set it up. It just happened to work out this way. <laughs> um, the Mockingbird... Uh, finished second off of perennial last start at Caulfield race five. And it absolutely rattled home. Um, I tipped, I tipped perennial to win that race. Um, And I was really nervous um, when I saw the mockingbird coming at it uh, because I was finally having a good day and I didn't want that to ruin it. Um, uh, Another one that I like is uh, Zesty Bell in the, the Vobus Gull Carrot. Um, winning form is good form. It has drawn a wide gate, um, but I think it's going to have its opportunity to probably sit a couple off the fence. 
and put a bit more of a, a swooping run around the outside and, and run yep. over the top of them. So I've got a couple that I like there um, and it just comes off of some form that I've seen off of other races and, um, and yeah, I just, yeah, a few that I like there that are pretty handy. Lovely. Well, head to, uh, head to tomorrow now, mate. Uh, start, start off with Sandown down at Victoria. Now this is mainly your jurisdiction, uh, but I'm going to kick us off with a winner in the first race, hopefully. Um, we're racing on a good four with the rail and the true, so it should be a nice even day's racing. Um, horse from the Michael Price and Mick Ken Jr. yard in Sunfall lines up here. It's had the two starts now. Um, on debut, ran fifth at uh, this track at Sandown behind the likes of Enemo and uh, Forbes, which I think they're two of the better um, two-year-old Colts in Victoria from what we've seen. Uh he was pretty good that day. It sort of looked a little bit like he'd need a bit further. He then came out at Caulfield on a day that it was the track played a little bit weirdly, and uh, he he was three wide without cover most of the way, and he still hit the line pretty nicely to run third behind Picarones, who does start the favourite here. But I would just like that they're out to thirteen hundred back to Sandown on the bigger track with the big straight. I think Sunfall can finish over the top. Where's your um? Where's your first mate? Uh, my first one at Sandown, and I'm just bringing it up now, is actually in, in race seven. Um, yep. So for Sandown, again, if you follow the, the bet with Brilliance and the Brilliance racing page, I think you'll find that this will be my best bet of the day, Grinzinger Ali. Um, yep. I, I just personally, I just like this horse a lot and I've got a lot of time for it. First up, it was um, beaten up in a photo at Caulfield, uh, over the 1,400 metres. Um, to jump on, on the back of what you were saying uh, about Sunfall there, um, it's and I guess to reinforce what you were saying, um, the hillside track at Sandown is the bigger track. So lakeside, it's handy to be up in the first couple of pairs generally. The hillside yep. track, for anyone that doesn't know, is the much longer straight where any like every horse really gets a chance to run on. Um, that's it. And that's exactly what the opportunity is going to present here for Grinzinger Ali. Um, I think he's going to sit in behind the pace from gate four. Um Goodwood Zodiac, who is the rank outsider, is going to lead them up. Uh, Holbein's going to be up on the pace as well. Rule the world's drawn out wide, which is really handy. Um, And then I think, yeah, Grinzinger Ali is just going to sit behind the pace there and just run him down over the top late. He was probably a good thing beat last start, really, at Caulfield, wasn't he? He um, never really got clear air and... Once he did, the race was sort of run and won. So I'm I'm with you there, mate. But that's a nice little race, actually. It's... uh, there's a few handy ones, obviously, Rule the World, and you've got the likes of Caffrey and Fundraiser, who's won his last three as well. So they'll, um, it'll be interesting to see what the market does tomorrow afternoon before the race because that could really sort of start to separate those top four in the betting. Yeah, 100%. It is a good little card at Sandown, and if you're watching it, if you've got the, the luxury of sitting there and watching it all day um, and you can watch something like racing.com, um, I reckon the market's yep. going to be a really big guide. If you see some big moves to some horses, I think it could be because it's going to be a bone dry track there. I think it could That's be it. figured out really early and you'll, you'll see a lot of people load into it. Now uh, I have one more bet on the card. This one I think is really good odds. I think this is overs and they've missed it is Lucifer's reward in race nine, number 11. 
Yep. Now, you look at the form guide and you think, oh, you know, like it's, you know, it's running dead last and stuff like that. 11th of 14. But I'll take you back to, it ran in a listed race uh, at Flemington, the Creswick. Um, yep. That front page one. Now, um, there was also the likes of High Stranger, Hawker Hurricane, Alberk in that race. Um, yep. So quite a talented race. Next race it's come out. Um, it's gone to Caulfield. And you might remember watching this one, Nick, and others might as well. It was three or four wide around the entire turn. And it just yep. looped the entire field and absolutely gave them wind burn in the straight. Yeah. The that form, was a good win. The form guide says 1.25 lengths, and you'll think, oh, that's not that's not that big a win. But it was winning a long time before it got to the straight, the, the um got to the post. Yep. The it beat Elderflower that day too. It did, yep, it did. Mm. Um, and this will hopefully sort of reinforce what I'm sort of about to say. It's run at the valley in Caulfield where unless it's, you know, it's put in that one massive run where it got to loop the field at Caulfield, it needs the time to balance up and straighten up and get going. Um, yeah, exactly. I think that's, I think that's what it's going to get at Caulfield $34 to find out if it's going to get up and go. And there's a, there is a, a lot. Price, isn't it? Well, and there's, yeah. And there's a lot of pace in this race. You have a look at the speed map yep. and it's just shut your eyes and throw a dart at the dartboard. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, Matthew Cartwright is going to be an absolute passenger in this. I think all he's got to do is hang on and yep. lose to his reward. Um, he should just get the job done. Nice. Big way to finish the day. Yeah, I'm, going to have one more, I'm going to have one more better to send down. Uh, one back to clock a little bit to race four. It's a 2,400-metre uh, handicap. The one right down the bottom in St. Eustace, another one for Mick Price, Michael Kent, you'd swear I was um, their, their tipster. But <laughs> uh, Will Price with the two kilo claim gets on and he gets it down to the minute minimum. Uh, he's by Tavistock. He might have, if he didn't win a, like, I think he was first past the post in the VRC St. Ledger, but got um, might have been beat on protest or there's something happened there, but he only got beat a pimple in a, in a St. Ledger. He's... Been racing fairly well this prep. He's won at this track and trip already uh, in November. And then he's just been around the money in the last couple. And I know last start he got beat eight lengths, but that, that was behind Charlie Rose, who absolutely pissed in. Uh, so I think St. Eustace here, up to 2,400, big tr- big track, no weight. It can be winning at $9.50. But that, I won't harp on too much more about that. We'll move on to Randwick, mate, where we've got massive 10 race card. Mm. Uh, headlined by the listed Carrington Stakes. Uh, where's your first first winner, mate? Uh, I've only got, I've got the one at, at uh, Ramwick because I've found a couple there at, at um, Sandown and I've got a couple at, at Doombin yeah. as well. Um, I'm going the Carrington. We were talking about this just before we started. Um, we started recording. Yeah. I've actually got chat on top. Yeah. Uh, and... The reason for that is Robbie Dolan, 53 kilos, and that the 11-11 form reads incredibly well. We know yeah. that one at the Magic Millions Day, 
um, one, it's two starts before, including the three and four year old Wyong Magic Millions. Yep. And then the Christmas Classic. Yeah, Christmas Classic was the other one. Yeah, but yeah, went to Wyong, won the Magic Millions there. Um, I, it looks like Cradle Mountain's going to lead this one up. Maybe Quackerjack from out wide will come over as well. Bandersnatch from gate two probably could push forward a bit. Um, but, uh, and I haven't seen if there's been a change in the forecast for Randwick. Yeah, see, it's going to be bone dry again at, at Randwick tomorrow. And yeah. theor- theoretically, they'll be running on a bit. Um, I just think if it gets set up for it a bit, there might be a bit of a, a hot pace up in front and, and Chad will be able to run them down late. Because, um, yeah, that 11-11 form looks really good. It does. I'm going to look for a bit more value around the card at Randwick today. I've got three uh, three bets that I don't mind. Uh, we'll start at race four, horse three. I'm telling you from the Amy and Ash Yagi at, uh, at Mornington. I don't remember the last time they would have sent a horse north, especially a seven-year-old gelding. But think uh, think of the likes of, I think it was I Am Vinny, uh, that he always raced well. He'd sort of be a he'd be an old battler around around Victoria, but they'd send him the Sydney way of going and he'd jump out of his skin. So I'm hoping that I'm telling you can do that. He's he's been racing pretty well without winning. It's been a while between drinks now. I have to go back to March where he won on his home track. But before that he he was sort of racing around a couple of group group races in like an Oakley plate, for example. He's been to, there you go, he's been to Canterbury back uh, over over 12 months ago where he wasn't beaten all that far. So he likes the Sydney way of going. He gets a good run for Barry too with the speed on. He can be finishing over the top at $15. And to the last two races now, mate, race nine. I'm with Salika as one of the best of the day there at $9. She comes out of uh, uh, the Bell of the Turf at Gosford, where she was only one length off Threwd, uh, which looks pretty good form given how good she's going. Uh, there were some nice mares finishing behind her that day, like on the white turf, uh, sausage, Tochi, full Mina if you give her another chance. But um, she gets 1,600 metres. She gets Louise Day's two kilo claim. Um, back onto a good track, I think should suit. She's had a while between runs now. She's had a trial in between. Uh, I, I really like Salika tomorrow. I think she could be winning race nine. Then we'll head to the last race where it looks a two-horse race on paper with all-time legend and Snowfire. I'm leaning to the latter at $6. He was really, really tough last start on the heavy track. He got heavily backed uh, and then he started to drift, whereas Cisco Bay, the price just kept tumbling. And those two sort of, they headed each other and they took off and left the rest of the field behind. And what Snowfire did late to really lift up off the canvas on a heavy eight over 15.50, I think he can only improve on a good track uh, out to a mile here. And all-time legend, while he was dominant first up and then he won again second up, he was a little bit, I thought, vulnerable late. Uh, he just I, he didn't look like a sort of horse that I'd want to be backing next start. He seems like the favourite that can get beaten on Saturday. So uh, race 10, um, horse 9, Snowfire. It's another one. Beautiful. One thing that I want to um, make mention of really quickly, we, you said I'm telling you from the, the Amy and Ashiaga yard. So um, following some Victorian form and things like that, uh, and you might be, you would probably be well aware of this, but some might, uh, might not. The Amy Nashiagi yard, a smaller uh, 
a smaller stable in country Victoria, um, the suburb I'm not entirely sure of. They have made a really good habit of picking up cheap horses from big stables, taking them out to the farm mm. where they get a lot more attention. They grow a leg and they go and win. They do a yeah. really good job of finding cheap horses. They take them to the city, wherever, and they place them really well and they can get wins. Um, yeah. They've got a, they, That's it. I haven't seen their name pop up personally and it, be, it might be because I've missed them um, recently. Um, but I think back to a few months ago and especially watching racing.com, they were up two times a meeting. That's it. At, at Mornington, their track record is very good. They're, they're striking at 34% at their home track. So um, they're certainly uh, the sort of stable that when there's those sat- big Saturday Mornington meetings, if uh, they've got a runner or two in, they're certainly worth having some of the hard-earned on. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right. Well, mate, the um, Brisbane Summer Carnival, it's its concluded, but we've uh, we've still got a nice nine-race card up at Doomben. We're back to Brisbane after a pretty successful couple of weeks at the Gold Coast mm. uh, for everyone involved. We had, obviously, the Magic Million sales. They, they, it was a record-breaking sale. I think the average sale price was up over 250000 It was $211 million. Uh, grossed for the for the week so and then of course great racing both weekends the track played incredibly well at the gold coast we're back to doom and so whether or not we can say the same about the track playing incredibly well here <laughs> uh, but we're on we're on improving soft six and as i look out the window on friday morning we've got blue skies around so with a little bit of luck we'll be on a on a good four come race one on saturday uh Kick us off, mate. Where are we going first? Well, my first tip for the day is that we'll just about get to a firm too because there's not a snowball's chance that this is going to be in the soft range, this track. (laughs) Um, Race two is a 1,600-metre open handicap. And Ligulate is the borderline the odds-on favourite. you could arguably say that the fourteen hundred meters is uh, a bit too, bit too short for Ligulate, but um, start before that, Doomben sixteen hundred meters wins almost three lengths, and yep. that was with five kilos, with four kilos more on, uh, on his back. Uh, keeps Andrew Malin on board. Um, I reckon that's a bet. I'm going to race nine. Is my other one is yep. Angus the Black. Now, uh, Brandon Eagle Farm in a class six, which is he was sort of out of his grade a little bit there. Um, yeah. He had Bow Desert Bossy on board. It wasn't Group One Bossy, it was Bow Desert Bossy. <laughs> um, beaten four lengths over 1,400 metres, but he. Um, he returns to, to Eagle Farm. If this, this track is as soft as they actually say it is, he's had four starts on a soft track for two wins and two thirds. Um, at $15, I'd be more than happy to have a bet on him. Tony Gallinyard is, is uh, absolutely flying at the moment, as we know. Um, you know, he couldn't not train a winner that bloke. So I'd be, That's it. I'd be having a bet there. Other one is Blue Zebra um, in race six, yep. in the, the three-year-old fillies. 
Um, we were, I believe that we were trackside uh, for her last win at Doombin. Um, yes. And she put them away in very impressive style. Mm. Um, she did. And it'll be interesting to see with her because, of course, as a reach, uh, who was beaten uh, by one and a half, Pardon me, but one and a half to blur Zebra Dooman last start is an even money favourite at the Sunshine Coast tonight. She's my best of the night. You'll find that all on Brilliant's racing page later on this afternoon. But if Azarich can come out and blow the field away tonight, like I expect it to, uh, it'll further frank the form for Blur Zebra tomorrow. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that 370 start close to about 290. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I totally agree. And Talking about holding up form references, you tipped something that had been beaten by Sacramento and you said it was in that photo of the VRC St. Ledger. Sacramento yep. goes around tomorrow at Randwick. I think if Sacramento wins tomorrow, um, and I'm trying to find the horse that you did tip, but I can't at the moment. I'm sorry, punters. Um, I think if Sacramento comes out and wins tomorrow at, at Randwick, um, yep. yeah, you might have it there. I can't find it. I'm sorry. Uh, St. Eustace. St. Eustace at Sandown. Yeah. Um, I think if Sacramento comes out and win, you could probably um, you could probably have a look at, at St. Eustace um, because, yeah, he'd probably hold that form up a bit. That's it. Uh, so just the two bets for you at Durban, mate. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple at Mooney Valley tonight that I like purely off the um, off the race map for Elderflower and then the Mockingbird absolutely rattled home last start. Uh, Zesty Bell looks all right as well. Um, Grinzinger Ali, I've got as my best in race seven tomorrow at Sandown. Um, really good value about Lucifer's reward. Um, and I like Chad as well in the uh, the Carrington. Nice. Mate, I've got the um, I've got three bets for us at Dooman uh, tomorrow. I think key things off in the opener. Um hoping to book in the card with a little one at the halfway point. So it'll be a nice little way to keep the keep the account filling up uh, throughout the afternoon, give it back like we always do and then get some back <laughs> late. Uh, but I think we can kick off the card in, in good style with race one horse two Jackson on time. Now this bloke he's drawn the outside alley, which well, whether or not it's the outside or not, yeah it is. It's bloody close enough, barrier fourteen. Um so it'll be interesting in tactics early whether or not they decide to go back with him or go and put him into the race like they did last start. He's had the one run where he ran third at the Gold Coast in the Aquas Gold Nugget, beaten by none less than finance tycoon and Shikwero, who obviously has franked the form by winning the Magic Millions. Uh, that was all you're doing there. Yep, little raise the raise the glass. Drink che- to that. Cheers, cheers, partners. I just tipped half the card at the Gold Coast. No worries. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so Jackson on time that day over 1100 he, um, he's had third or fourth in the run and as the the winning Quinella sort of took off at the top of the straight they were the two short shorties in the favourite they they just put a gap on the rest of the field Jackson on time got shuffled right back he could not sprint with them and once he got on once he straightened up the big gangly legs. He's like a giraffe, this, this bloke, the <laughs> son of Sebring. He really leveled out, hit the line well, and he only got beat. He got beat one and a half or, uh, you know, 1.7 behind Shaquero. So I think Doombin, it's, it's weird to say that a horse that needs a bigger straight 
is going to appreciate Doomman because usually they're going from Eagle Farm to Doomman or Doomman to Eagle Farm. But mm. going from Gold Coast to Doomman, I actually think it's an advantage for him. Jimmy Byrne, uh, he stays aboard, which is a good plus. And we're getting $5 for a horse that, like I say, is one and a half off Shaquera. I think it's madness. I think Jackson on time wins the opener. We had to race five and... Um, I might be getting a photo of Jim Byrne printed and signed and framed if he can um, sort of win this as well because I've got him on top in a couple of races today or tomorrow. Um, but race five, horse three, Batanga's entry. We're getting $5.50 about this bloke. He's my best on the card. He uh, he rises a kilo and a half in weight to 58 and a half. But he gets back to Doomman where he's had five starts, a win and two, play, two runner-up performances. His two runs this campaign, they've been enlisted in group races, races where he was five links off isotope and away game. And I think you can just put a pen through that race because he was luckless. Then he came out and he was seven and a half links off Apache Chase and got a kiss. Now, Apache Chase ran fourth in the uh, three-year-old guineas at the Magic Millions on Saturday. That was over the 1,400 at Eagle Farm. I don't think he goes as well at Eagle Farm as what he goes at, does at Doomman. He's back to the 1,200 metres. I'd like to see the track maybe start soft five because he's he's placed twice on a soft, but if it's a drying track, it'll be – it probably won't be a true soft five, so it'll, it'll just favour him. And barrier two, I think he can settle a lot closer than what we've seen his last couple because he's got a mile back in the big fields. This is only a 12-horse race. He's drawn well. He can land, settle two pairs, two or three pairs back the fence. And I think Batanga's entry can be winning race five. Now, uh, we might be having a little beer bed in the last race, mate. I'm going to take you on here. You've uh, you've got Angus the Black on top. I'm, I'm simply going with who I think the best horse in the race is. And that's the top weight, Desert Lord. Now, a couple of knocks on it very quickly is it has to give the rest of the field at least a kilo and a half. Some of them, you know, He's giving, what's that, two, two and a half kilos, three and a half kilos, um, which is some concern. And then you add on the barrier 19 as well. You got the wide alley. It's, it's probably got beat by the barrier last start as well. So it's a little bit ballsy, I suppose, if I can give myself a rap for being ballsy uh, to butter up again here. But uh, look, I just, I just think he's he's clearly the best horse in the race for mine. Steph Thornton goes on board. She can ride a broomstick to victory at the moment. I don't think he maps all that badly because there isn't much pace in the race, really. There's You've got Conquer the Stars. You've got Parker, Let's Party Marty that'll go forward. But if Steph Thornton can just cruise over, settle fifth or sixth the outside, even, even eighth or nine, three wide with cover, I'm, I'm going to say Desert Lord could be winning. But... Uh, but yeah, tough race to, to finish the day for sure, mate. Yeah, it is going to be tough, especially because he does have to jump out of the airport over there. But you're right, he's the best horse in the field. Um, and, you know, it looks like it he's could be a race. He's got four around the Horovian. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> stop the race. They're, they're only running for second and third. Um, exactly. But yeah, no, he's definitely the, the best horse in the race. And, and Steph is riding very well at the moment. So, um yeah, I couldn't talk you out of that. That's it, mate. Well, um, chips in. We kicked it off last week. Uh, I group consensus. We started off with a hundred at dollar uh, thirty on a theory, uh, the place. Now 
I wasn't too, uh, I suppose that's the word I'm looking for. I wasn't too pleased that we were alive in the chips in um, due to a placing. Given my given my stakes on it on Saturday, I would have much rather see a win, <laughs> let alone get beaten by Crone. Uh, but anyway, the the kitty lives on. It, it starts, I suppose. I'm going to hand the baton over to you, mate. You got 130 to spend. What are you doing with it? Oh Lord, <clears throat> jeez, I've butchered this in the past, but I'm going to try and not do that. I'm going to uh, the 130 you said. Yep. Grinzinger Ali to place. Nice. I like that. Um, I do like it. I, yeah. Like I said, I just think. He's got a place. Yeah. Eight, huh. eight, horse, eight horse field, speeds up on yep. front, surely just straight over the top of him. Um, so but, I'm trying, yep. trying to find the odds there. But if he's not in the finish, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. This might be the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, look, it'll be hard to come back from, that's for sure. It will, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Someone's got to face the music, but I'll do it. Jeez, you found some value there, mate. We're getting a eighteen the place on Sportsbet. Look, wins a win. It. I'll have Go to come. Well, even, if it, even if it doesn't lob, I'll have to come back next week to see your signed Jim Byrne poster and your Mick Price and Mick Kemp Jr. jacket. So Yeah, well, that's right. Mickey Price, if you're listening, send us some merch, mate. Bet with brilliant. <laughs> Bet with brilliance will look brilliant too with that. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, well, that's it, punters. Uh, I suppose you've recapped your best bets. I'm sort of just shopping some value this weekend. I, I'd agree that uh, that Grinzing Alley can win at, at Sandown. I'm making Sunfall my best of the day there. St. Eustace, bit of value. Sydney, I think Salika and Snowfire, good way to round out the card with a race-to-race double. And then later on um, at Doombin, I think Jackson on time can win the first. Batanga's entry can win the fifth, the halfway point. Batanga's entry, he'll get the Bash Bruce point. Uh, And then (laughs) Desert Desert Lord can uh, round it out for a little Steffi Thornton again in the last. That's that's it from us punters. Happy punting. Um, We will... Chat again next week, Hornet, for um, I think it's Sunshine Coast Cup Day. So looks a looks a nice little card there. So look forward to it. Happy happy punting. Enjoy your weekend and hottest one hundred day as well tomorrow. So heat waves is the that's the biggest certainty of the of the century. Heat waves in the hottest hundred. So there's another little bet there for you. <laughs> Should have gone chips in on heat wave yeah. into me making an absolute fool of myself on Tuesday Australia Day. Yeah, well, there's that, that, that's a nice little all-up, isn't it? Yeah, that'll pay. <laughs> that'll will. It will lob. Radio, thanks, Jack. I'll uh, see you next week. Cheers, Lordy. Cheers, guys. Thank you.